Okay, Madame de Monsieur, give me a second. We open this. Eight oh one. Oh my God, I have to go down. Oh, I got you. Good morning. Good morning. You know what's funny about Facebook Live is that here talking doesn't hear. You recognize what is going on? Here we go. Seconds. Yes, I'm the one that's slow here all the time. There we are. I am in. There we go. Finally, I got this. I got this, guys. Woo! All right. Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. I want to welcome everyone on Podbeam. Lise, she's on Zoom and she's with us on Podbeam. Virginie from France is on Zoom and on Podbeam. Welcome, Isabel. I thank you guys for being on Pod. Matthew, Matthew, he used to follow us on Facebook Live. Now he's on Podbeam. Love that more. Anna, she's on my two platforms. Yes. You see, I'm checking everybody that you're open everywhere. Victoria, I don't see you on Podbeam. Open up the Podbeam. Okay. Jane, I don't see you on Podbeam. Look at me. Laura, I know you're in the car. Still open up Podbeam. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I was sharing with Marie-Pierre, Jean-Philippe, and Sabrina this morning in the mastermind class that we do before starting. I said, you know, the only way I've been able to sustain this high level of energy for 38 years in multi-level marketing is definitely due uh, to my ability to stay in quadrant two. Okay, so I'm I'm going to drill this with you until we all get it. By the way, Monique, I know yesterday I missed you, but my bed was absolutely calling me. <laughs> I love to see the pictures. Uh, I was so, so, so uh, exhausted. And this is what we have to learn to do. There's a lot of things happening in a day, but being able to turn the switch off. Stephen Covey, this is what he says. Putting first things first, habit number three, we're in the last of the habits of the private victories. Like, how do you prioritize? Now, remember, priority number one needs to be always you. Because if you are tired, if you are stressed, if you are anxious, everybody that's within, you know, I see one kilometer of you is getting that exact same effect. So it is so important to take care of you. So what is quadrant two? This is what we're focusing on. So in the seven habits of highly effective people, habit number three, put things first things first. He talks about the matrix of the four quadrants. Quadrant number one, being urgent and important. Quadrant number two, being not urgent but important. Quadrant number three, being uh, urgent I'm all mixed up, but does it matter? Anyways, I'm focusing on quadrant number two. There you go. So we want to be in quadrant number two, not urgent and important. And we talked about um, the different management techniques, right, that we've experienced 
through the last 20 years when we started teaching people how to manage time. We came up with the post-its, the list to do, that's first generation management. Second generation management talked about the importance of having an agenda. Third generation management talked about the importance of having a calendar. And in fourth generation management, it's how to put first, second, and third generation all in quadrant three before they become urgent. We want things to always be handled when they're not urgent and important. So I'm hoping by the end of this morning, you're going to really get this and say, okay, okay, let me start making a list. So by next Thursday and Friday, you're going to be able to do the exercises with us, okay? The, item, the items found in not urgent and important, quadrant three here, are very, very important. They're reserved for strategic planning. Uh, they take care of our health. You know, you don't wait to be unhealthy before starting taking, take, before starting to take care of your health. Uh, they deal with continued education. They deal with c career advancement. That's quadrant two. They, they deal with deep, meaningful relationship, maintaining deep meaningful relationship. We all have the same 24 hours, right? Who's ever questioned themselves? Oh my God, how can she or he get so much done and not me? And yet we all have the same 24 hours. The answer is simple. They get a lot more done because they have the ability to see before things become urgent to do them on time. Okay. Now I believe 72 hours before an exam, you're going to crash and start studying absolutely but it's only going to work if you were studying and doing your homework throughout the semester right so when you get to the exam the last 72 hours you kind of rush and recap everything that helps but imagine if throughout the semester you didn't do your homework you didn't study and now you crash the last 72 hours before the exam you're not going to make that exam. The stress is so going to overtake you that your crash studying will end up failing. By the way, here I go with my distraction, hit those hearts. And we go back to another 300 seconds before hitting the hearts. Don't you love that? So focused. Hey, Monique, I'm so focused. Oh, my God, the hearts. It's time to... Okay. Anyways, so that's that's the key. So I, I watched my daughter Yasmin as, as she got ready in university, how she was very efficient every day, even if she didn't have more homework, to always study, to always do what she had to do first things first. And when the exams came, yes, she still crashed for 72 hours, but it was just a revision. The Covey Matrix allows you to recognize and organize your priorities of tasks in relation to their importance and in relation to their urgency, okay? Always asking yourself this question. This is why lists to do are important, but the list to do is important so you can ask yourself this question. Okay, Maria, before doing this, does this task need Maria Mariano? Okay, uh, no, my answer is no. Okay, who is qualified? Magic word here. Who is qualified to do it in your place? Okay. Question three. Who is qualified to do it in your place that needs validation and you need to bring to the table? 
Now, if I delegate this, so me often it's delegated to Marie-Pierre, what am I going to be doing more productive? Can you imagine, Marie-Pierre, if I hired you and paid you this money, but while you did something I could have done, I'm farting around? I mean, what's, I mean, the operation was a success, but the operation died. She's only good for me if while she's doing what I could do, I'm doing something else that she can do in my place, which is building deep, meaningful relationship with my sales force. Otherwise, I don't hire somebody. Does that make sense? So how many times I get women and men that hire cleaning people or housekeepers, but while they're cleaning the house, they're not working. So you know what, guys, just clean your own house. Monique, does it make sense? I've, I've got you here. Does it make sense? So I have a full-time um, uh, um, housekeeper at home 40 hours a week because I'm never home. I convert that time into building deep, meaningful relationships in my business. Now, if I have her doing that at my house while I'm farting around downtown, uh, gallivanting, then I'm just wasting my time. So I, I'm hoping I, I'm expressing it quite well, okay? I'll give you an example. Back in 1989, when I first opened the first franchise of my multi-level marketing business, I had my top director back then that, that is my Annie Marchand of today. And I remember Janine saying to me, uh, I'm going to do my deep cleaning this spring. I'm not going to hire anybody. I'm going to do it myself. And I said to her, Janine, are you sure you're putting your time in the right place? I mean, for God's sakes, you're generating, back in 1989, she was doing over $150,000 a year. I go, do you realize that doing your spring cleaning is going to cost you $100 an hour in one year at the other? She doesn't listen to me. So she does her spring cleaning. She even, she, when she started the first room, as she was cleaning the, the ceiling of the bedroom, she got, in French we say, un entorse lambal. You know when your back gives up on you? Okay. Uh, I don't know what the English word is. If somebody can write on the Zoom chat, I could, I would rather say the proper word. Okay. And she was off work for months and months and months. Cost her, I don't know how much months, how much money in, uh, yeah, the back gives out. Exactly. I don't know how much money it cost her in massages or I don't know what. And still today we laugh about it. So here we are, 1989, 2001. She came and see me about a month ago to get some Tupperware here. And I said, Janine, 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 remember, remember that year how much it cost you, the cleaning? Still today we have fun with that story. So what happens when you spend your time in quadrant two? Yes, you will spend less time in quadrants one and three. Those, those stuff that needs to be done, but that just, just sucks up so much of your time that you're never doing the things that will push you forward and push you to your next success in your life, okay? They are handled in lower pressure and stress condition settings if you're dealing with them in quadrant Quadrant two, Chal challenges can be dealt with before they start taking over your lives. Okay, so I'll give you an example. I have an issue with Mohammed today, right now. I don't wait for it to get in quadrant one, where it becomes urgent and important, because if I don't take care of it, 
when it's urgent and important, important, I'll just kick him out of the house type of thing. What about if we're always living in quadrant two and something happens and I say, hey, Mo, uh, what just happened right now? I'm not feeling good. And that's all I'm dealing with, this present issue, rather than say, well, do you remember when you did? And now we start that, you know, women are so good at this, at bringing back 20 years ago what he did and didn't do. This is what Quadrant 2 Living says, Stephen Covey is saying, us, saying to us. Because when you're living in Quadrants 1 and 3, you're always exhausted, you're always drained, you're always stressed, you're always unhappy, uh, you always feel like just, uh, I can't get this done, uh, I, I'm overwhelmed. Have you ever met people like that? And you have the unlucky, um, and you're, how would I put it in English? And you're unlucky by asking them, how is it going? And you end up finding out for an hour and a half and you wish you never had asked them the question. Anybody been through that? Okay. No matter how hard you work, you, you, you will never get ahead. You, you, you're never catching up. You can't even think of taking a vacation. Just looking at your list to do makes you realize that if you take a vacation, when you come back, it's going to be a catastrophic mess. There's just no light at the end of the tunnel. That's what happens when you're living in the other quadrants, okay? Something is going to give up. And usually this turns into burnouts or depression or anxiety attacks. My sister was sharing with me. She just got an anxiety attack. She goes, Marie, I've never had an anxiety attack before in my life. Da, 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 da. But I know why, because right now she got the roof that leaked. This is why I'm always talking to you about the roof. And that caused another problem in her kitchen. And that caused a problem in the bachelor downstairs. So now she's getting an anxiety attack. Remember, most effective people spend 90%, 80, 80 to 90% of their times in quadrant two, important, not urgent. So here is a few reasons that I want you to be motivated to live in quadrant two. Are you ready? Say yes. Okay. Number one, it's money oriented. Okay. Letting things move to quadrant one, urgent and important, you will lose a lot of money. As a company, as a household, you will lose a lot of money. Okay. You are dealing with fires that need to be put out and that generally costs a shitload of money. Okay. So money efficient. Why else do I want to live in quadrant two? Time efficient. If you let tasks move to quadrant one, always the urgent and important, they now need to be dealt with immediately and your schedule is now being externally controlled. It's being eaten up. So you're never working in pro progress, but rather always in yesterday. That's what happens with quadrant one. Okay. Third reason I want to stay in quadrant two. To eliminate stress, I don't like to be stressed. Dealing with things at the last minute can be extremely stressful, extremely drainful. Last minute costs even more money, as I said. Working very hard, like you're always working, 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 working. You know, uh, um, in Alice in Wonderland, she's always looking at her time. And, and so, well, that's you. That's what you become when you're living in quadrant number one. Walking fast, going nowhere, always looking at your time, and you have no clue why you're always doing this. Like in Alice in Wonderland, okay? Number four reason you want to stay in quadrant two, if efficiency, quadrant two, you are addressing the issues immediately before they become urgent. 
the conflict with your son, the conflict with your sister, uh, the bail that comes in from FIDO, and you realize, hey, wait, there's a hidden cost. Like, you don't wait for it to get out of hand. Hey, hang on a second. Why did I go over my data? Like, right away, catch it right away. So very, and and you, it lowers your pressure, right? The, the, the stress level. And number five, sustainability. Sooner or later, living in quadrants one, my, my big thing is really quadrants one. Sooner or later, living in that quadrant one in the urgent and important, what happens is something's going to give up. Something is going to give up. Usually what happens is our marriage deteriorates, deteriorates, gives up. Um, my relationship with my kids gets worse and worse. Uh, uh, Marie-Pierre, how many of my directors are making a shitload of money but have no clue where that money is? You're just wasting it, Monique. You know what that's about. It comes in one end and, and, and it's gone the other way and they have no clue what they did with it. So they burn out and they quit. So this is why people are always very, very impressed in the outside world of my multi-level marketing business. How did you last? 38 years in multi-level marketing business in a leadership position such as mine because it's high pressure. I do it by living in quadrant two. I do it by living in quadrant two. So if you weren't working on two, you would not be on this podcast. So congratulations, everyone. Okay, those following on live, on Zoom, and on Podbeam, congratulations. This is the sign you're all wanting to work on Quadrant 2, by the way. There's nobody that follows a podcast. There's nobody that reads books. If their intention is not to be in Quadrant 2. So bravo, bravo, okay? And you're, right now, you're going to be using the number one tool. The number one tool is in educating ourselves how to live in Quadrant 2. I want to congratulate you for making the most positive impact choice in your life right now. A lot of people don't read books because they're living in quadrant one. I don't have time. I don't have time. A lot of people don't, don't listen to podcasts. There's many podcasts out there. I don't have time. I don't. Monique, you make time. You make time. Once it becomes a habit, you make time. And some of us just have to wake up a little bit earlier and just listen to it uh, in, in hashtag replay. All right. It doesn't matter. Just make time. So Marie-Pierre will continue with the six important criteria to meet the conditions of quadrant two organizer. Remember yesterday we covered coherence one and we covered balance. Coherence means I just want to give you an example on this one where vi this is my vision is my mission connected to my vision. This is my role in life is my goals aligned with my roles. Okay, these are my priorities. Okay, is your agenda planning your priorities? These are my desires. Is my discipline there to meet those desires I want in my life? Okay, and always my personal mission statement at each level of my life in front of me. This is so important. So I'll give you an example of what, what I say a lot in my multi-level marketing business. You keep telling me your children are your priority. You keep telling me your children are your priority. You keep telling me my kids are my priority. And yet... In Montreal here, you have 80% of the families that bring their kids to um, a babysitter at 6 a.m. in the morning so the babysitter can bring the children to the daycare at 7, and then he or she, mom or dad, picks them up at 6 p.m. at night. How can you say, on one hand, my children are important, and on the other hand, they're spending over 12 hours a day outside the home? I mean, 
between you and me, guys, whose values would these kids have? So I have the, 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 the benefit of meeting women and men that have made that delicate decision to say, you know what, we're going to buy a smaller house in the meantime that I raise my children because my job doesn't allow me to put my children in priority. Everybody understands me what I'm saying here? Okay, this is what coherence, tool number one, you need to be coherent. Tool number two we covered yesterday is balance. Okay, the balance of, you know, what does it give you to make all this money and then you're not taking care of your health? Like I watch people, you know, they drink too much. They don't exercise. They eat too much and they're eating junk. Food. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? When was the last time you had a family supper? What are you doing, guys? What are you doing? I keep telling them. Okay. Where is your professional preparation? You know, I can't be a leader, Monique, and not continually develop myself. Can you imagine, Monique, if I was training you as my director the same way I did back in 1983 when I began? I mean, there was no way you would look at me and say, yes, Maria, never, never, never. So every day I'm professionally preparing myself for my next level. I'm professionally developing myself to be a better and better leader, okay? So I don't end up with a broken marriage with win health, with weak character, and nobody that wants to follow me because my leadership scales have just not been honed for the last, you know, 20 or 30 years. So take it away, Marie-Pierre, for the continuing of the tools. Thank you, Maria. Oh, I listened. <laughs> it wasn't a good idea. I tried something. It wasn't a good idea. I switched back. <laughs> okay. So I want to thank Monique. She writes a beautiful comments in the chat. She writes, I got a new planner and I'm setting it up by this quadrant. When I learned this, it was absolutely life changing. So thank you, Monique. And just a heads up yes we are working to create a, a planner for you with all those things that, that we learn in the book so yes we will have something for you uh, soon you can use it in the um for your planning so yes we will cover the four other uh, criteria for create creating that tool that we want to really focus on quadrant two when we focus uh, on we plan our week so before that i want to make sure everyone share the podcast so did you share um from the podbean so you get more hearts this morning did you share if you are on the facebook live so we will be a community that always level up to um accomplish a vision of a thousand millionaires so thank you for sharing if you didn't share that's the time to do it so if we go in the subject, the last four criteria for the tool, the uh, number three is the quadrant two focus. That's exactly what Maria uh, was talking about. You need a tool that encourages you, motivates you, actually helps you spend the time you need in quadrant two so that you're dealing with prevention rather than prioritizing crisis. So the best way to do this is to organize your life on a weekly basis. You can still adapt and prioritize on the daily basis, but the fundamental trust is organizing, uh, organizing the week. So organizing on the weekly basis provides much greater balance and context than daily planning. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but 
to schedule your priority. If we look at the third generation planning tools, they always focus on the daily planning. So they help organize a crisis and busy work. The number four is the people dimension. Oh, <laughs> the people dimension. So you need a tool. Yeah, I'm back, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> okay, so number four is... Yes. Okay, it's the people dimension. So you need a tool that deals with people, not just schedule. So a principal center person, that's something that we uh, learned uh, in a few weeks back, thinks in terms of effectiveness in dealing with people. There are times when principal center to living required the subordination of schedules to people. So your tool needs to reflect that value and to facilitate implementation rather than create guilt when a schedule is not followed. So really a focus on the people and not just the tasks that you have to do uh, today. Number five is flexibility. So your planning tool should be uh, your servant and never your master. Since it has to work for you, it should be tailored to your style, your needs, and your particular ways. And number six, it's portability. So your tools should also be portable so that you can carry it with you most of the time. I know Maria, when she leave the office, she got her agenda, she got her book <laughs> of dream, she got everything, her conditioning program when she leaves. So she always have something to write in it. So maybe you want to review your personal mission statement while you are on a trip. So you want to have it to write in. You may want to measure the value of a new opportunity against something that you already have planned. So if your organizer is portable, you will keep it with you so you, that important data is always within reach. So that's the four last uh, criteria for the tools. And yes, next week we will cover the, the tools itself that they give us. And we are working to create our Liliana de Diana version that we know that will be helpful for everyone. So it's something coming up. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too, Marie-Pierre. So this is your homework this weekend, okay? Um, make sure you have in front of you coherence, one, balance, Three, quadrant two, focus. Four, people dimension. If you don't have the book, just, just, just go on Google, right? Uh, five, flexibility and portability. Okay. Now you ask yourself, you ask yourself, how what I have done in the last month in my agenda, how did it fit in here? Try to get out of your body. Remember one of the endowments that we have as human beings that animals don't have is the ability to um, discern what actually is happening. So pull out of your body, look on top and say how I've been living my life in the last 30 days. Okay. Now, can you have some fun with this and say, if I was a quadrant two leader already, how would I have planned my last 30 days? How does that feel with you as an exercise? Can you understand what I'm saying? 
where you can actually ask yourself the question, you know, how much time did I invest each day in developing me? How much time did I invest, you know, by, go by week. How much time did I invest this week for my family, for my husband, for, for, for my children? When I'm talking about my family, I'm talking about my dad, my brother, my sister, my sister-in-laws, okay? Try to look at it and say, wow, wow, I need to be more focused on quadrant, quadrant two. So when you come back next week on Thursday and Friday and we start giving you these tools to actually fit it in, it's going to be life-changing. For those in multi-level marketing business like myself, you will literally blow it out of the water, your results for September. I mean, that's how fast this goes. You know, when you tweak one thing, the magic is that the results are absolutely explosive. So before I let you go, I want to congratulate you one more time. Remember, just the fact that you're reading a book or you're on this podcast, even better, both is the proof that without knowing, it is the proof without you knowing that you have the strong, deep desire to be in quadrant two and eliminate all stress out of your life and just have fun, fun, fun. Isn't there a song? Let them know. Okay. Love you guys. Have an awesome weekend and see you next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Me and my songs. I just can't get those songs right. Okay.